Welcome back to Going Long on First. Deep here in the Midwest, as some would say. We're coming at you just the day after Championship Sunday, where we have our newly appointed Super Bowl entrees. We have the Eagles and the Chiefs. Fly, Eagles, fly, and all hail the Chiefs. Home of the Chiefs. You know what else that means, Seth? What? We have the Kelsey Bowl coming at you. Kelsey Bowl. And also the return of the Reed. Andy Reed revenge game. Revenge Bowl. Andy Game Andy Game Revenge Reed Bowl. <laughs> the the Reed Eng Bowl. Hey, that's that's not bad. Good done. Yeah, that works. That plays. Uh not great, but yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so what we'll do, you know, tonight, no, no more recap. We'll recap these games. One was better than the other. One was barely a game, but that's okay. And uh, no top five tonight. That's going to take a break. It's on a little uh, week-long hiatus. Sabbatical. We, exactly. Exactly. Much A well-deserved sabbatical for the top five. It's been grueling for weeks and weeks and weeks. Gonna take a little break. Fine with me. Then, of course, we'll uh, we'll end with a little trivia, and we also have the return of the Podfather. Go birds! No, don't jinx it yet, Seth. That's true. You know that's true. He uh, don't want to false promises. You know, don't want to talk or uh, cash checks that are mouth. No, how does it go? Uh, don't I don't know. Cash checks that your mouth can't cash. How does that? How does that? Go? <laughs> I don't even fucking know. <laughs> I I don't know that one. Don't. I don't know that one. Ah, uh, cash. Don't let your mouth your mouth my don't let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. Boom. All right, and that's what it is. That that's that was as smooth as it can go. Very nice, Owen. Uh, yeah, he's not he's not here yet, but uh, he's gonna make a grand entrance when he does. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll get him in. Um, but as a back to back father of the year, you know, sometimes duty calls. Literally, literally, probably yes. That's that's what's happening. So we'll hope to get him in here at least at the end of the recap for a little Eagles Niners, of course. But before we get into that, a little coaching update as as these uh, as these hirings, firings and uh, hirings come through. We'll uh, we'll kind of touch on them. Uh, a couple new ones over the weekend. Uh, some that I just saw today. I don't know where I was. But missed it all. It, well, it, I, it quite literally happened overnight. The one you're alluding to. So yes, 
And of course, it was Championship Sunday, so that's where my uh, that's where my mind was. I was watching football all day. Yeah, you were talking about how the NFL is rigged. Well, I'm not the only one. <laughs> you know, Less- when you have when you have five downs plus a penalty, it helps. Sidebar: I feel like Jeremy and Seth are going to come in on a united front, and I feel like I'm not even devil's advocate because I do feel strongly a certain way about about this argument we will get into it we will not we yet will. i'm we expect will. i'm expecting to have to fight a little bit but uh yeah kellen moore kellen how quick, moore how fast did that happen 24 hours ago he was the oc for the cowboys and now he's the oc for the chargers go chargers wasn't even a trade you know, Chargers didn't sign him from Dallas. Dallas fired him. He's on the free agent market for for about 12 hours. And boom, Chargers, OC, play caller, extraordinaire, which they needed, by the way. Uh, they did, and I'm happy for Kellen Moore. Um, I don't really get the firing. I, I get it, but don't get it. Uh, I mean, Cowboys had one of the best offenses in the league. I guess maybe... Came down to playoffs, and they didn't produce in the playoffs. Obviously, they're not going to cut ties with McCarthy yet. Ew. Kellen Moore is the scapegoat, just like the Chargers in the playoffs. Not going to cut Brandon Staley. And away their OC went. And Kellen Moore. But good for Kellen Moore. Lefty power right there. One of the few left-handed quarterbacks over the last 10 years. Kellen Moore is one of them. Boise State hero as well. He quite, yes, for sure he is. <laughs> the legend. Yes. Um. So, yeah, Kellen Moore to the Chargers. Uh, I'm sure continued success for them. For them. Oh, I and like you said, a much, much needed, uh, much needed play caller. And, uh, you know, some experience there as well. Kellen Moore's been the OC for the last couple of years uh, for Dallas. Uh, but moving on. The next two are not official. Uh, one I thought was, and then I was reading some further reports. Not quite there yet, but sounds like a done deal. Vic Fangio. The infamous Vic Fangio. Head coach of the Broncos, D.C. for the Bears. Was he DC anywhere else? I'm trying to think. Niners we do this. Was he? I believe so. Okay. Uh, the the Patrick Willis days. Oh That's yeah, of course, of course, of course. Um, seems like he's heading back into the DC world as the Dolphins' defensive coordinator. Uh, not official, but. From reports, it seems like that's where things are heading. As Fangio's heading to Miami. Obviously, his name was connected to a few teams, notably Minnesota was a big one. Um, as they're still looking for their new defensive coordinator. Uh Vic Fangio to the Dolphins, though, it seems like it's locked in. If that were to be the case, Owen, big move for them, yeah. I think it's a step up, right? I I think they had a young guy kind of controlling the defense last year and notably or noticeably uh coach mcdaniel coach uh coach 
Stony. 420 blaze it up. Um not not too stoked with defensive output and uh decisions over the course of the year. So um yeah, it feels like definite definite upgrade. And a guy who's I mean been proven to be like he is a coordinator. He's probably shouldn't be a head coach. Like he but he probably is the perfect defense coordinator. So yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think, you know, get the right talent. Get yeah, you know, I'm sure they'll be making some moves here in the draft and free agency trade market here in the offseason. Well deserved. I think you got two dogs on that defense. Oh, you got three dogs. 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 Javon Holland. Javon Holland, one of my favorite hard hitting safeties in the league. Xavier Howard. Did he win a defensive player of the year? Or do you just lead the league in picks? He didn't win it, uh, but yeah, the Stefan Gilmore year that it... I believe so. But Xavier Howard, last player to have double digit interceptions, correct? You get 10 that or right. 11. That sounds whatever right. that he was, was. He was the last all pro, he was the all pro corner opposite Gilmore that year, yes. And then, of course, you got you know, a guy I don't like, but he's a good enough player, Christian Wilkins. You got to keep him around, probably a good locker room guy. He is a dog for sure. I just, you know, I don't like I don't like players who are constantly punching people in the nuts in the in the piles, but you know, that's just what happens. He's just the one that we know about. I'm sure they all do. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot happens in the in those piles. That was just in my uh, you know, at the peak of my Josh Allen fandom, some of those Dolphins games. And it was super noticeable. And I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? That's how you get in the guy's head. I guess, you know, Dolphins win first matchup. It's all part of it. So kudos. You're sticking around, buddy. Unless you want to go make money somewhere else. But you, if you're sticking around, you're playing for a good defensive system. That has been proven. Yes, 100%. 100%. So uh seems like it will be a good offense as long as Tua is right and okay. Obviously, they've said he'll be back. That offense was humming. When it was at full strength, you add in a de- uh, defensive coordinator like Fangio to that with s- some dogs, as you said. Dogs. Could be a legitimate team next year. Last one. Last one of notable. D'Amico Ryans to Houston uh, is um, seems like a link, which we, we felt like was – a link for a while now. The last couple of weeks, he's had some interviews. I believe uh, he'll have his second or third interview this week. Now it can be official with the Niners obviously eliminated yesterday in the NFC Championship. Feels like it's only a matter of time before D'Amico Ryans is announced, holds his press conference as Houston's next head coach. Adam Schefter came out today and said, uh, you know, if uh, if Houston, let's let's put it, he's, he said something like this. He said, let's put it this way. If Houston doesn't end up with D'Amico Ryans at, as head coach, well, dot, dot, dot. And then, of course, Pat McAfee, Royal Rumble returner over the weekend, says, well, that's just the Texans, right, Shefty? That's just Texans are going to text. And Shefty's like, well, you know, you said it. So 
it's really all in the Texans uh, court. If they're going to, you know, make a slam dunk hire. I mean, seemingly, right? I mean, D'Amico Ryan's a young head coach. I mean, we've seen some burnout yes. um, in the past. But, uh, uh, you know, coming back to the team that drafted him and he was all pro a couple years. Um, feels feels like the right move. Find some uh, – I don't know who's running the offense over there. They get rid of that guy, or are they still running him? I believe they did as well. I can't remember who, but I think they cleaned house a bit. Um, oh, if Pep, Pep Hamilton. Oh yeah, yeah, a little Pep on the step. Um, right. If he does take the job, tall task for that defense, which has been one of the worst defenses over the last couple of years. Yes, uh, and so, uh, you know, Lovey Smith, he did. Uh, he did all he could. Uh, I I, I never even... un... I oh. never understood that hiring last year. Oh really? Oh yeah. I when that it I was like why why I know he was their their defensive coordinator. It felt like it was just a gap year. Really, maybe they didn't get the guy they wanted, so they were like, eh, we'll just uh, we'll just elevate Lovey Smith for a year. Sure, it'll be a train wreck, and then we'll fire him and go after our next guy. That's that's how I the Lovey Smith hired made no sense to me at all. I uh, it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. I didn't didn't understand why. I get it. I think it might have still been like a stopgap year to you know because they realized they weren't going to be very good and they couldn't fix it all in one off season. So they just expected to have like some like a building some sort of. Uh, rebound not rebound even but like feel it out season so they kept lovey in so maybe they wanted a better situation to coax a uh, more attractive head coaching hire which they do this season they do so and as we talked about you know just coaching jobs out of the five available coaching jobs i think texans were high on all of our lists I yeah Carolina Carolina was my top but Houston was probably two or three if I remember right obviously the draft pick helps that but and you know conceivably be their potential next franchise quarterback most likely at number two yeah with uh with early mocks you know we I don't want to get into mock season yet um. Just coming right around the corner, Owen. I hope you're starting to do your homework. I uh, I have the, t- you know, I have a good good beat on the top ten. I'm feeling that one out really well. Uh, got to fill out the rest of the first. Yeah, but I got I got the I got a good good beat on the top names. Um, watch enough watch enough college football, especially in the bowl bowl season. That's a great time. To it is catch up is. if you've been falling behind. And we still have a couple bowls to go. Senior Bowl, the East West Shrine Bowl. Shrine Bowl. I believe and the Collegiate Bowl just happened over the weekend as well. Sure. You could throw the superb owl in there too if you want. <laughs> exactly. Um Yeah, anyways, where I was going with that was uh some early mocks is um the Bears potentially trading Justin Fields for CJ Stroud. How do you feel about that? Uh, not to completely go off the rails here with this. Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Torn. I don't know. I really, 
I mean, I don't know. I'd have to do some digging, but I mean, CJ Stroud, probably pretty comparable to Justin Fields. And you can almost start over for the Bears already, you know, two years into the Justin Fields era. You know, you could get a first round pick for Justin Fields. For sure. Yeah. I mean, so, and that offense isn't going anywhere. So I guess if you like the prospect of Stroud, which it feels like it'd be Stroud or nobody. I don't think they do Bryce Young. I don't see why. Um, to me, anyways, just early on, I I like Stroud better as a prospect than than um, Young. But you you just don't like short people, is that what you're saying? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and he's not left-handed, so he's just he's out of the playbook. So. Uh but yeah, so that exactly, exactly. So Houston might have there'll be a yeah. Houston will definitely have an interesting offseason. And uh, if it is D'Amico Ryans, I'm happy about it. He deserves a head coaching spot in this league. 100% does. You know, uh, I'm with you. What if uh, what if the Texans came around and traded their number two pick for Justin Fields? Oh, well, that would just make things interesting. To who? Oh, to the Bears. Duh, the Bears. Wait. So the Bears get one and two? Is that what you're saying? Well, wouldn't wouldn't that be a treat to watch one and so two? They, so they get potentially Jalen Carter, who might be the best prospect in the draft right now. Plus their quarterback. Plus C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. It's that a reasonable. Would, that would happen. be wild. <laughs> wild. It could happen. I mean, you know. You know, honestly, Owen. I I would maybe do that. It's not the it's not the weirdest craziest thing we'd see. I mean, we still got a whole Rogers situation. Although we've been waiting on that for a while, um, <laughs> you know, not to bring that up all all over again. But uh, you know, it will. I mean, it's it just seems you know the Bears might have to send something else along with Justin Fields to get the number two pick. It's almost like. Yeah, but maybe, but it, it, it's just the way this quarterback market is looking. Like there's there's a lot of guys. Um, a lot of people would argue that it'd be smarter for the Bears to move on from Justin Fields and then draft their quarterback. Uh, a lot of people argue that Justin Fields would just be the best quarterback in this draft anyway. Um. It's it's interesting. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Credit to Justin Fields. Great, 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 great runner. The offense probably not well suited for him just yet. <laughs> so uh, his no. passing ability had probably hasn't been I mean w- along with having probably the worst offensive line in football. So he really hasn't been able to showcase um what he can do as a passer really. Um uh, it's a, it's a decision that's going to have to be made. It's not like Houston is loaded with weapons either. They have Brandon Cook, who probably maybe will be shipped this offseason. I have to imagine just the way he – how much noise he made during the trade deadline. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see, you know. It, it'd be a good time, good evaluation period coming up here for a lot of teams. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's – there's probably four quarterbacks going potentially in the top 10. That's the other thing. 
whereas like no one's really sold on any of them. I guess Bryce Young is probably the one that people are most sold on, unless you don't like his height, in which case you're probably most sold on CJ Stroud. Again, way off the rails. However, <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm ready. That's all. I'm ready all for right. fantasy. Beautiful. Book. I like it, Owen. I'm glad you're getting you're getting draft ready. I like it. Hey, all right. You know, my Eagles are taking the Super Bowl. So, bang, bang, bird gang. I don't even have to worry about this game. I'm on to the next one. On to the next one. Speaking of this game, let's jump into these championship Sunday games. We'll start with the Bengals and Chiefs. We will hold off Eagles Niners until the real Eagles fan shows up. Owen's been wearing the mask for for a couple weeks now, um, but I know Jeremy's ready to uh, to rip it off and and take the mantle once again. Well, let's start with the the better of the two games, anyways. Prefer to talk about this game over the other one. Talking AFC Championship, Chiefs Bengals. The Chiefs and known as Ankle Game Two Ankle gate. Ankle gate. Yeah, there it is. Um, yeah, what a game this was. What a game. 23-20. Obviously, a lot of talk. A lot. With some of the outside, some of the non-players in this game, you could call them. Maybe they played a role in this <laughs> game. But non-players. Non-coaches. They were on the field, though, Seth. So what I'm, if they're not players and they're not coaches? I'm they, talking they... about the zebras on the field. Oh, the guys that wear, like, the white one has the white hat, and then I think the rest have black hats, right? Yeah, and usually they have white and black stripes, but I think last night there was red and white stripes. Oof. Here we go. Here we go. Must be talked about. All those guys. Yeah, I thought they were in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. Seth, who were you talking about? The referees were there last night? They were indeed. Did you know that? Are you talking about those guys, uh, you know, with the with the uniforms? They look a little bit older, and they're just out there to do the NFL's bidding, whatever they want the outcome to happen. They're going to make they it got, happen. Those who are you talking about, Seth? They got the whistles. They throw the yellow flags usually. What they say goes. They make important decisions and important games that get scrutinized every time is it those guys well when you're part of the script writing for the nfl when you're out there and you're just trying to decide who's going to the super bowl this is what you do this is what you do well get me a job uh on that script writing team because i'd like a little bit more of a green bay voice in there because they've been <laughs> freaking cruel for the past 13 years cruel uh yes it has been um all jokes aside oh obviously the uh the officiating and the calls non-calls calls calls for one side you know it wasn't as bad as people are making out to be obviously the big one coming with the third down fourth down call in the fourth quarter fourth quarter was sure uh yeah it was fourth quarter wasn't it I'm pretty sure it's fourth er, quarter. Er, yeah, you're right. Early final quarter. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, 
you know, Chiefs, I, I didn't remember exactly. It was third down. They they hike it. They don't get the play. or They don't make the first down. I believe right. it's an incomplete pass or something right. like that. Right. Uh, and then the refs come back and say, play was blown dead. Play should never have happened. Did you hear a whistle, sir? Uh, I didn't, and nobody else in the entire stadium heard a whistle <laughs> because Tony Romo and Jim Nance were utterly confused and had no idea what was happening or why. They they talked about it for a good 10, 15 minutes after that play had happened. And then, of course, after that, fourth, third down or fourth down, whatever down it was, Chiefs go for it again on third down. Their second third down of the drive. They don't get it. Correct. And then a flag happens. I believe it was defensive <laughs> defensive holding or pass interference, one of the two. So they get a first down off of it. Now, and I don't remember the legitimacy of that call. Was that call not great as well? Or was it just amp was it a fine call? It just happened in a moment after it that was, where it was it seemed it was amped up because of the previous play. It was it was a it was a it was a fine call. It should have been called. It was kind of a no brainer. Okay. Um, but because of the previous play, because it should have been fourth down, and then the Chiefs probably would not have gone for it. You know. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing came out of the drive. Chiefs didn't score. Correct. No. Chiefs points. didn't score until obviously the end of the game when. Butker hits the game-winning field goal, but still it changed the dynamic of the game, and you know people are going to look at that and scrutinize it, and call call the scriptwriters out on it. Of course, hundred percent. So now you gotta you gotta put put your big boy pants on, right, Seth? You know, take your big boy brain, stick it right on top of your head, screw it in a little bit. Think pragmatically here. Is that a word for you? you like that word? Think with Let me pause you. Let me pause you. Uh-oh. You know what? You're right, because this guy's going to want to hear this, too. Go ahead. You are. Without further ado, it is the official return, the podfather, after a couple-week hiatus. And not little Eli... But the other one, it's now on Eli's the in the back. Eli's in the background getting his butt changed at the moment. Nice. Reagan just well, had her butt changed. Welcome back, little baby Reagan, into this in this in this fine homecoming. I would just like to uh, dedicate a little song to the Podfather, and it goes a little something like this. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, Eagles, fight. Score a touchdown. One, two, three. One, two, three. Hit them low. I don't know. I don't remember how the last goes. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you actually had like the whole thing wrong, but it's good. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. I appreciate a- it. Is that what A G L E S Eagles? Is that what Jalen Hurts was singing, and uh, the the post game on the? On yeah, the Terry Bradshaw like kind of pushed it on him. It was kind of wild. <laughs> it was it was good. Hey, 
He he sang terribly, but you know it's fine. Everyone is drunk, he's happy. It was fine. The singer of the team is uh, the offensive line. All yes, specifically the obviously. <laughs> Did you Mal-Lada. not hear their Christmas album? <laughs> um, yeah. get that on vinyl. Yeah. Hello, boys. Jeremy. You joined us right at the perfect time. We're talking. We started with the Chiefs, nine or Chiefs, Bengals, because we wanted to save the other game. So you popped on. So we're currently talking the the great officiating of Chiefs Bengals. It was rough. It was rough. It was rough to say. It was rough to say the least. Um, if I'm a Bengals fan today, I'm furious. I don't know if I want to watch football for a while. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be tuning into anything until you know at the very earliest. Maybe to maybe tomorrow. No, you know, give it Wednesday. Give it a you few think days. They'll, you think they'll watch the Super Bowl? I'm not watching the Super Bowl if I'm a Bengals fan. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm out. You're gonna I, hate watch. Gonna... You're probably rooting for the Eagles all the time, right? I mean, that's the thing to do. I will say this: I think we missed out on the best possible scenario for a Super Bowl. You did say I think, that. I think the Bengals and the Eagles is the best matchup we had available. I think that'd be a fun game to watch. Well, so Owen this, called it. Right. Owen called it beforehand and said what will most likely happen is what happened. Script writers did what they needed to do to get hey, the first Chiefs. Time guests. First time guests of the pod. Hey, look at that. Welcome. Future left tackle of America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, little Eli that's, Shimko. That's sick. Um, you know, I was going to give you the Badgers because obviously, I mean, where, where else to go if you're a lineman? True. But the size of this boy, I mean, he's going to be bigger than me by the time he's 12. I know you're a well, monster. Well, well you know, the, cowboy, the Cowboys do like their Badgers offensive linemen. That's true. I don't yeah, care about the Cowboys. Out. Send them somewhere else. Send them to uh, hey, Oklahoma, right? When he gets drafted. Uh, when he gets Iowa? Drafted, go to Iowa? Iowa's got good. Oklahoma. Yeah, huh? uh, when he gets drafted, um, I'll pull uh, Eli Manning's father and go. Nope, we're not going to the Chargers. We're going to New York. <laughs> Just have him be frowny faced the whole time. Number one pick. No, uh, so more on that game, boys. I um, what was it? Three fourth downs, and then <laughs> the thing that was the worst about it is okay. The ref is calling the play dead. Whatever the play, the play gets called dead. Okay, that one I'll give you. But then to call the late hit after Burrow had just taken the late hit a drive before and that was uncalled, that was rough. I thought to I, myself that was a little bit more egregious than the, the are you, call. Are you talking call the dead. Mahomes, the Mahomes one later on? Yeah. You are. Yeah. Okay. Because I in my opinion, even without the Burrow play, my bad. No. even without the Burrow play, I still think um it was close. It was like kind of a bang bang play. Like his he's a defensive lineman, his full momentum the momentum's going. And he only barely shoved him. You know what I mean? Like, yes, they were on the line. But I, I think it should have probably slid, especially because of the Burrow, or the Burrow one. But uh, if I'm the Bengals, I mean, especially with the way the whole thing went down where they were just kind of counting them out right away with the neutral field, then for this to play out the way it did, yeah, it's rough. I will say, as far as the Super Bowl goes, the storylines between the teams is way better with being the Eagles Chiefs, right? You know, you got Andy Reid coming back to play the Eagles. You still got Graham, Cox, Fletch, uh, Lane, who are all – well, not Lane, but the other three were all there with Ink, right? What, what kind of Cox? Fletch. Um, and then on top of it, you've got 
the GM for the Chiefs was one of uh, Howie's old assistants. Then you got the Kelsey brothers, which is the biggest storyline. Kelsey Bowl. I mean, there's Kelsey Bowl. And you know what? I'm going to pick on you guys real quick before we even move on. That's okay? sick. That's sick. Nope. Got to. Y'all didn't even mention Jason Kelsey in your top five A and B players. I, I, I had Lane. He right? was he was honorable mention. He was honorable mention for it. I did. He was on my short list of honorable mentions. I he was on especially. It. I especially don't want to hear Seth's excuse because he left Jalen off. But <laughs> here's the deal, boys. A he's the better Kelsey. He's better at center than Travis is at tight end. Do you want to know why I say that? This is where I'll say Because he's an eagle? Seth, nope. He doesn't have a weakness. Jason Kelsey doesn't have a weakness. Travis Kelsey can't block. Tight ends block. Not Argue in 2022, they don't. I understand the argument. I don't. Can Jason Kelsey catch, though? That's the thing. He's a center. <laughs> he's a center. Why would he catch? Seth, Actually, he, touches, he touches the ball every single play, Seth. He does. Every play. He does. Most important position on the field. But um, here's oh, the deal. Oh, boy. I don't know what <laughs> I know, my boy. You see, you guys are making my boy mad. Here's the deal, guys. This is what I'll say. You ever heard? You ever listen to the New Heights pod? Uh, Travis will be I, the first one to. He'll be the first one to tell you Jason's faster. I, I think he does that because he probably feels bad for him. You ever Big watch brother. Jason pull? Okay, this I'm. A, I got three things to pick on you guys for. First of all, is Jason. Okay, leaving him off your top five A and B's just a travesty. There's okay? a lot of good this players. Is, this is Jeremy just letting out the last week and a half frustration. And I only, hey, I trimmed it down to three. You had I him over have, Joe Burrow. Who's still playing in the playoffs right now? Thank you. Anyways, number two. Had him over Patrick Mahomes. He's hurt. That's the only reason oh, he's hurt. He didn't look hurt on Sunday. He's in the Super Bowl. He sure looked hurt to me. He, he, he looked, looked hurt by hurt. the end of the game. <laughs> He's going to look real hurt when the Eagles pass rush is coming after him. But anyways, number two, y'all disrespected my boy, Hassan Reddick, for the last time, okay? The fact that Hassan Reddick isn't even in a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year is a joke. That might be worse than the Brandon Graham not getting any finalist votes for the uh, Comeback Player of the Year. Put Hassan Reddick's stats up against anybody that's in the top three right now. They're just as good, if not better. Just as good, if not better. Who were the and, other two? It was Micah and Chris Jones and Bosa, obviously, right? So, yep. yep, that's the three. Pretty deserving picks, would you not say? Time out. The only one that I'll actually say deserves it maybe over Hassan is Micah. And that's when you start to do the nitty-gritty of the analytics stuff. I'll, I'll show you guys in a bit here. There's an analytics stat. Double teams win rate. The only person that's better than Hassan Reddick is Micah. Mike has also double teamed more than Hassan Reddick, but a big Chris Jones. Could... I'm pretty sure Chris Jones is pretty high on that list too. The only other person that was up there was Miles Garrett. That was it. Those were the three. The rest. Of... Are you Bosa... sure they weren't doing pass rushers and not not interior? No, it, it was everybody because uh, Javon Hargrave was on it too. But my point is, my boy Hassan Reddick has been he's been disrespected for the last time. He single handedly was the defensive force. In that championship game to make it snowball the way it did. Seth, this is oh, an interesting, interesting happening here because uh uh just the way I see the awards show playing out. Um, if we're having to pick the finalists, which we don't have to, mind you, if we had to pick the three finalists, 
I'm going Bosa. Seth is probably going Chris Jones. Jeremy just said if he had to pick against Hassan Raddick, he's picking Micah Parsons. I'd say that's a pretty good top three right there. I'm just saying. So uh, I'll get it. I'll get into how I think we should do that later on. I I want I I'd like to come back to our this Chiefs Bengals game maybe eventually. Honestly, maybe eventually. My, <laughs> my third thing. My third thing. I'm going to save for the Eagles recap. But continue. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Chiefs Bengals beyond <laughs> beyond the refs. To me, which I know it has nothing to do with how they play in the postseason. But to me, this is why Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the league. This game he showed right here. Right here. What Cole questionably best player in the game? Uh, he might, like I texted you guys, he might have changed my mind on that. Made you he, question? He, he's making me question. Now he's got one more game to kind of solidify that. And if he does it, he, he probably is. <laughs> he won't. Uh, if he does it, he probably he is. Won't. I need the podcast to understand something. The Eagles are going to the Super Bowl, boys. Well, see, I'm I told glad. you, I told I'm, you, Seth. Eagles fans were, I mean, Jer- Eagles fans like Jeremy and I, totally like this one's in the bag. We're already thinking draft. We're already thinking how much better we can be. I'm not, hey, hey, I'm not thinking draft. I'm not thinking draft. I'm thinking about Shit. this game. My I'm boy so confident. Said it. Not even worried. One more. My boy Jalen said it. There's one more. Actually, everybody's been saying it. There's one more. Well, we got to finish this recap on. We got to finish this recap. Well, yeah, we do. Seth, we no, do. The only other thing I wanted to add real quick, and I texted you guys too, that Cincy secondary, his mouth was right in the check that that ass couldn't cash. That's it, Seth. Owen, Owen t- it took Owen five minutes to figure that out. I was like, wait. I was like, don't let your ass cash <laughs> checks. I was, I was trying <laughs> to figure it out for a while. You should have just went back to the text thread. I put it in there. Yeah, he had to, he had That's probably why I thought of it. He used our official search engine. Eli Apple I, has, I think he deleted his Twitter, and he's probably in, you know, Cancun. Walk, sitting right know. next to the Cowboys. Or not the Cowboys. <laughs> sitting right next to the Bills. Stephon yep. Diggs in the gang. No kidding. No, I will say, um, no, uh, the, the refs did not help it. You hate to see a game finish that way to where the ref is ultimately deciding the game. You know what I mean? Like he, he really did. They did decide it with that. Cause hey, don't don't deny Patrick Mahomes his greatness. Don't deny his greatness and what he did. What was he gonna have to do with that field goal? Is he holding it? Is he kicking it? Is he snapping it? I don't know. He, uh, he got play? him down there. He got him down there, didn't he? Hey, don't deny Burrow's greatness. He might have marched down on him like Tom Brady. He's like the new era Tom Brady right now. So my uh, point is obviously not. Obviously not. Um, he, 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 threw a, he threw he threw a bad pick in the fourth quarter that kind of helped seal the deal for Casey. All all Mahomes needed to do was drive, and he did just that. I uh, Andy Reid, all Andy Reid's now, all he wants now is a cheeseburger in paradise, paradise yes, in Arizona. Exactly. It's close enough to paradise. <laughs> well, some would say, some would say, some would not. Um, okay. So, because we don't have forever. Anything else to add on this game? Mahomes, truly heroic performance. Uh, Wasn't really phased by the injury, like we talked about. Near the end, he kind of did like a weird torque throw off his back foot, his right foot, and you could tell it was starting to hurt him then, and it hurt him the rest of the game. 
but he's got, you know, got a couple weeks to heal up just to be able to torch the Eagles. But, you know, they're, he's not going to because I'm an Eagles fan. But if he was, you know, wouldn't want to go too it, far. I, I, think I, don't know if thing- boys, I don't know if you guys if you guys realize that we watched both the best offense and the best defense in the league early Sunday. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, you want to, Seth, this is why you're wrong about that. The Eagles ran all over the best defense in the league. Also put up four touchdowns rushing on them, which has never happened before in the playoffs. We're this getting the first there. time it's We're happened. getting there. I can't, can't, I can't let can't this. Even wait. I can't, can't wait. do I this, can't Seth. I can't but wait. The only other thing is, like, I called it, Seth. You put Burrow on the ground more than once, like the Bills did. KC, I don't even have the totals, but I know he had like three in a row. Five sacks total. Five sacks total. Three in a row in the first quarter. It looked like it was a done deal from there. That was Burrow, like Jeremy mentioned, like Burrow had a very good performance coming back. But uh, that's what they had to do. Yeah, I mean, the Bengals offensive line, which was shaky, very shaky coming into this game, and it showed, and that's why they lost this game. Chris Jones had a field day. Chris Jones had an absolute field day with and that offensive a line. Massive sack that was. Who was going to block him? Too. Who was going to block him? Nobody. Exactly. Yeah. It was just... Name off one guy on the Bengals' offensive line for real. Like Ted, name off one. Ted Karras. Ted Karras was the only one worth the crap. You just made that name up. That's a Madden <laughs> creative player. He's their fourth best your, lineman. That's your created draft last the year. Old, the best one healthy. Uh, all right. You know. I wanted to make one comment, and this is off. I don't know if it was in the text thread or off the pod because I've been catching up. Seth, I was surprised to hear you say this about how Mahomes and Burrow is almost going to be Brady Manning for, you know, the early 2000s to late 2000s. As much love as you have for that guy in Buffalo. But I ran into an article, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday, about how is this the end of the quote-unquote dynasty for lack of a better word up in buffalo because i mean it didn't look good i mean especially like dig surprised me i thought he was beyond that stuff but to see him have the meltdown josh allen is supremely talented but supremely talented doesn't always win you games now burrow's got the head for it and mahomes is just a freak and i mean when you have he's got both yeah and that's the thing about mahomes is you've got one of the greatest coaches of all time you know what i mean if not the greatest coach of all time, Andy Reid's resume is starting to stack up against literally anybody's, you know, he's done it all, but win a championship in two franchises and he's done it all, but go undefeated. I mean, there's not many people that have done either of those two things too. So I think, I think you're onto something there, Seth, because here's the deal. If you can protect Burrow, you've got a nightmare to go up against in Cincy. Yes. hundred percent. I, I tell you guys that um, here's the deal. Come Super Bowl Sunday, boys. The Kansas City team's gonna get outed real quick. Because mm, we'll I'm gonna say this. I'll say mm. this. And I'm not even getting, I'm not even getting to that. This is the other thing Seth said. Seth, you also made the comment in the text thread about how during the Eagles Miners game, about how this game shows the importance of quarterback play. I think you were close, but a little off. I think that game showed the importance of protecting the quarterback and getting after the quarterback which one of those two teams did a terrible job of and the other team did a great job of, which also coming forward to the AFC game, the Bengals could protect Burrow. They win that game, I mean, falling away, honestly, but they couldn't. They couldn't protect the guy. So no, that's yeah. the, that was 
that was my takeaway of the conference championship games is man pass rush and protecting your guys is so big so big and i mean of the four teams remaining one team did all those things better than everybody else just happens to be my team just saying boys well since we've been we've been hinting at it this entire time let's just jump over to it and get it over with you want to talk about the eagles let's talk eagles niners just kidding see you jeremy He'll be back. <laughs> he cut off. It's the perfect time. Eagles now Niners. Now we can talk ball. Peace. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, here he comes back. He got so excited that he uh, decided to to leave. Welcome back, Jeremy. I got so excited that uh, my head was about to explode. I had to get off. No, I don't know. If I, so, for the listeners out there, and for you guys especially, I don't know if you can hear me any better but I'm coming at you with some new headphones and I accidentally clicked myself off there. <laughs> oh, very nice. Cut, cut the he, he upgraded while he was gone. Thank you, Jeremy. Just for you boys. Just for you boys. Hair's a little too thick to be able to, you know, it's going to click sometimes. Got to have that sound dampening from these kids in the background are going nuts. No shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Eagles Niners. Pete off. You know, somebody, Somebody I heard earlier say this was one of the worst NFC Conference Championship games in a long time. At least who in, said that? At least in oh. probably three, four years. Yeah. Who said that? I'm going to write into him. Tell me who said that. I can't remember. It was it was a radio show I was listening to earlier, uh, and they made that comment, and I'm like, you know what? Probably true because the Eagles once. Let, let, let me get my stuff out of the way, so Jeremy, you can. No, I- I want you boys to go first. I want to hear it. I I get why. So I get why they say this was one of the worst. It what really was one of the most disappointing. It was a disappointing game all around. And because the Eagles absolutely blew out the Niners. After the first quarter, it was game over. Like as soon as – and the reason why I said that, Jeremy, to you, and I texted you guys that quarterback play, this shows the importance of quarterback play. They threw in Josh Johnson, their fourth-string quarterback, who hadn't been on the team for majority of the season. Who one person tweeted out, and he said he probably had to introduce himself to the team in the huddle for you know the the third time because he's been on every team at least twice. It feels like <laughs> Josh Johnson. I seen, Steve, I seen Steve Young said he was warming up in the parking lot. So I mean, they were ready. They had a Hall of Famer in the wings. So. Uncle Rico, I heard, was also warming up. They were doing tryouts in the parking lot at halftime. Wouldn't have mattered, but continue. Uh, You're right in that the Eagles probably still would have won this game. But it was just – it was a laughing stock of a game. Like it wasn't – the Eagles coasted to the Super Bowl because – of Brock Purdy not being in there. And then in the second half, which they confirmed today, he tore his UCL. So he barely had an arm, which is why he wasn't throwing the ball more than three yards downfield or even three yards behind the line of scrimmage. The Niners without a quarterback and really any team without a quarterback in this environment against the Eagles, who are a a great team, you need all your weapons. You need a full arsenal to have a chance Niners didn't, and it showed, and it showed. I guess that's my thing. I, there's no, to me, there's not a lot we can take away from this game just because 
the handicap that the 49ers had. I disagree with that. There's a lot you can take take it off there of this is. game. There is a lot of, you can take from this game. Thank you, Owen. For sure. I want to hear your take real quick. Let's for hear sure. it. Let's hear it, Let's like, hear it Owen. Let's hear it. No, for sure. Like how some, you know, not not Eagles fan base, because I truly believe in this team and truly the best on both sides of the ball and special teams, whether it matters or not. Listen, some people are out there saying things like, uh, maybe maybe we should have put hung a little bit of a fraud alert on the Philadelphia Eagles because the schedule making is su- is just sucking. It's sucking, Seth. This the strength of schedule all year. It was it was it was easy as easy as cake, right? Right. I wouldn't say that again. Big birds fan, love the birds. Go birds, Jalen for MVP. But still, like some people out there saying like they had a cakewalk, they had the division easy, whatever. They won those games, right? They got to the. Got the first seed. They got to sit. They got to let Jalen rest his rest his sore shoulder. Shoulders. Right, you're good. Right? <clears throat> it was sore. It was a little sore from all the running he does because he's a running back. But you know, I, some people are saying I'm not. I'm a Birds fan all the all day, all the way. Huh. And then here we go. And I just think back to some like, you know, let's use. Hey, imagine that. Let's use the Packers for example. In the last. 10 years worth of playoffs. Who are we running into? We're running into Colin Kaepernick running for nearly 200 yards. We're running into freaking Russell Wilson in the Legion of Boom. We're running into this unstoppable Niners team in 2019. We're running into Tom Brady. And the first time we actually have home field advantage, it's an empty Lambeau field. And then here you got the Eagles. They get the bye week. They drive Danny freaking Dimes, who's had one good game in his life. And then we draw... Freaking Brock Purdy, which wasn't much coming into it anyway. Tears his UCL. Josh Johnson, he gets destroyed. We're running Christian McCaffrey as our only healthy quarterback. Freaking Eagles, man. It's like it's like you take a chemistry class, right? But there's two teachers. One side, you got this nice, easygoing teacher, helps you with all the answers wants everyone to get an A. And then you got this other guy who just wants you to figure it out for your goddamn self, throws you, gets to you the shittiest groups. You, you gotta, you gotta, you're not getting t- taught anything. You gotta read the book, man. Listen, my Eagles, great team. I haven't seen a good game. I have, I don't know. I still don't know what to think of the Eagles. Are They could be freaking dominant. They haven't played a competitive game more than maybe once this year. Once. What am I what am I to think? Seth, Jeremy, as an Eagles fan, you know, like this team is a very good team, talented, all the way across the board. Freaking Brock Purdy, he goes, hey, listen, Brock Purdy goes perfect. Hasn't thrown an incomplete pass in an NFC championship game in his career. Perfect. Four for four. <laughs> Got a good career. Was it four ahead for four? It was a four for four. I gotta pull it up. Four for it was, it was four for four for twenty three yards, baby. Come on. Not no. that it matters, but continue. Lost the lost the fumble. You know, if you have to ding him on anything, you lost one fumble. But here we are, Eagles. Oh yeah, he did come back and throw that screen. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Continue. That's right. I don't know. I don't know any. I am rooting for a good game. I will be picking the underdog in the Super Bowl. I almost guarantee it because I just have to believe. That the Eagles can't, unless they tear Patrick Mahomes' leg off the bone, Super Bowl Sunday. 
there's got to be something. There's got to be one team that gives them some pushback. And can they take those punches back? I don't know. This Niners game was 7-7. Seven to seven, Boom, torn UCL. Josh Johnson in, loses a fumble. Or no, Eagles come back 14-7. Josh Johnson loses a fumble. Boom, 21-7. And then boom, three, three and out. I'm John Madden all of a sudden. Three and out, boom, 28-7. <laughs> and then boom. Boom, and then boom. That far. We're going to talk about turducken in a second here. I'm 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 about rageful enough that I might just have a whole turducken. <laughs> I'm just angry that I didn't get a good Eagles playoff game. I would have took the Dallas Cowboys. They would have made this a touchdown game. Not a touchdown game, but it would have been a lot more. They would. It would have been single digits. I think it probably would have been a ten point game, just because we are a class ahead of the Cowboys, but it would have been a lot more interesting just because of how well they knew each other. I would say I would say you got your Tier 1 and then you got your Tier 2A. Dallas is in that. These Final Four were the Tier 1s. San Francisco, healthy Brock Purdy. I'm doing the Donald Trump hands, too, if you if you, we had the YouTube. Hey, God, we should be on YouTube. <laughs> listen, Brock Purdy, he's a great quarterback. He lost a little fumble, though. He's per- perfect throwing, but he lost a fumble. They tell me he's the best thing since young. <laughs> I look I I wanted this game to be a good game it was going to be a good game I have all the faith that this was going to be a one possession game it got torn away from me I'm very angry and now I just don't even know how literally I, how I feel about the Eagles you. I don't know literally torn away off the boat let me let me just I want to make go ahead all yours I had to rant I just I had to it was I've I've so freaking angry. I want to do Eagles game. Oh, and that was the best explanation anybody could have done for this game. I'll give, the whole you, Eagles season. The whole Eagles season. I'll give you a better explanation. Go ahead. First of all, McCaffrey, that guy, like, fought to the end. I mean, Slaves, I, I yeah. if there's one thing that I came away from, other than outside, Eagles related, there's two takes I have on the Niners. Take number one. McCaffrey deserves better because that guy, I mean, no quit at all. Mm-hmm. Take two. Niners deserve better. The whole team deserved better than what it was. Don't agree with that. And this is why I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, Trent Williams. A big nope. Trent Williams Trent, take coming in. I, I ain't even going to go to Trent Williams. Oh, I'm going okay. to start with Shanahan. Uh-oh. I was really disappointed with, first of all, Brock Purdy got hurt because of Shanahan. Who the fuck blocks for Hassan Reddick with a tight end? Backup <laughs> tight end at that. Yeah, even, George Kittle could have had a better time, but it wasn't even Kittle out there. Yeah, exactly. You got the Eagle, you got literally the best pass rusher on the Eagles, and you're blocking with a backup tight end. What do you expect to happen to your quarterback? And then Josh Johnson gets has a concussion because of the same type of shit. It's like come same, on, yeah, same play, doing? same play. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's and it comes down to it's like Shanahan. This is this is the best you can come up with. Was like, it Reddick that hurt with, Johnson too? Yeah, it was Reddick had three and a half sacks. Three and a half sacks. Uh, I think it was two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery. I might have that backwards. Regardless, and I don't even think that they counted the one when he tackles Johnson and he's got the ball as they're going down. I don't even think they counted that as a fumble recovery. So he should have had two fumble recoveries because he had that ball and they gave it back to the Niners. My point is Shanahan's team not only was the game plan dog shit, but that team looked so undisciplined it wasn't even funny. Because, okay, this is the comparison I was going to make between the two games. The refereeing in the AFC game was terrible. The refereeing in the game for the Eagles was not that bad. 
the, the Niners were just literally that undisciplined. And then on top of it, this is okay. You could, the, the could one big me... drastic call that played a role was the Devonta Smith non catch that was called a catch. Thank you, Seth. Team me up here. Team me up here. I'm just saying that that's you're saying you, you, you don't know how to use your challenge flag. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't get you why don't you didn't challenge you t- it. Nick Sirianni had used one like two minutes before that. So here's the deal. Okay. I could give you an argument to where Nick Sirianni is the coach of the year. Jalen Hurts is the MVP. Brandon Graham's the comeback player of the year. I could give you an argument to where Jalen Hurts is even the offensive player of the year. And then I could give you an argument where Deshaun uh, Reddick was the defense player. Of the year. And then I could give you an argument to where both of our assistants are assistant of the year. And how we already won executive of the year. I could give you an argument for every single thing. And this game proved it. Okay. Bosa played one more game than Hassan Reddick. Okay. Guess who's got more sacks? Hassan Reddick. Nick Sirianni went head to head with Shanahan, who who played who coached a better game. Sirianni wasn't even fucking close. So not only Seth that Devonta game play right there was it a catch? It was a catch. Okay, it was how it was ruled on the field. Was it was it possibly something that could have been overturned? Really close. It doesn't actually look like the ball fully touches the ground. It's just the way he it goes did. down and kind of shuffles it down did. his body. It touched the ground. Yeah, but they were saying that his hand was underneath it. Regardless, doesn't matter because it was a catch. And then guess what? Who jumps up and tells him to hurry up? Devonta Smith, a third-year receiver, okay? Second-year receiver. Yep, thank you. That's the difference. Our players were ready for those moments. Our players weren't shooting themselves in the feet. Nick Sirianni was calling the right plays. Jonathan Gannon, uh, Shane Strykman were calling the right play. We were ready for the moment. When I text you guys that the Niners were not, not meant to be in this game, it was right after the Trent Williams thing happened because, okay, first of all, I won't even go to Trent Williams first. Did you guys see when uh, Jalen is a full two steps out of bounds and the linebacker hits him? Okay. How about the linebacker punching at Kenny Gainwell's ball after the whistle's been blown? He, he threw two more swings after the whistle was blown. Okay. Then to take it another step, the guy that throws uh, uh, Josh Job into Bosa's leg, that was way, like, not even close. It's like I just gave you three examples before the Trent Williams one. Okay, all of that stuff. Where does that come down? That's coaching. That's all coaching. That's not something that you see in other Bengals. That's the one big Burrow late hit. I, that's close. That's not something you see out of Reed's teams. That's not something you see out of Doug's teams in uh, Jacksonville or Philly. That's not something you see out of Sierra's team. I'm not gonna lie. I used to think the world of Kyle Shanahan. This game really took him down a peg for me because they, first of all, the game plan sucked. I, the last thing well, I'm going to do is go. Jer- Jeremy, with a fourth-string quarterback, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Okay. Yeah, but he's the re- – Kyle Shanahan's the reason Brock Purdy didn't make it to that game. What do you expect I, to happen to your quarterback when you're blocking uh, – Okay, Seth, I, you can't player? blame Kyle Shanahan for, for a tackle – or a tight end. He's still an NFL player who should still be able to make some type of block, but he totally whiffs on him. No, I can blame him. Uh, how is Kyle Shanahan supposed to predict that? When the Eagles – go and play the Cowboys and Micah Parsons on the field, we put our tackles up against him. We chip him, but we don't – there's no way I'm ever going to put Jack Stoll, our backup tight end, to, to block him. The thing the thing about it, though, is, in again, credit to the Eagles, everyone on the line is a good pass rusher. You know what but, I mean? Owen, who's the best pass rusher on the team? Okay. Fair. And the other thing I will actually say credit 
I mean, uh, good point to you is I was expecting at least a little more creativity um, in the face of whatever the hell they were having to deal with. Like, obviously, it was it was going to be insurmountable. It, it happened way too early in the game, and obviously, got out of But the same thing happened to Josh. Got out of hand fast. Yeah, but the same. It was the same play like three times in a row, guys. I'm not gonna lie. You can say whatever you want. You're not gonna change my mind on it. I couldn't tell you how many. Chris Sims even said the same goddamn thing, which blew my mind because Chris Sims is an idiot. First of all, he is an idiot, so you shouldn't. But he even. (laughs) But he even. So who is all I see today? Him, Shanahan said Rex Ryan. I think hit the nail right on the head. He was the one that I heard. He hit the nail right on the head. This was a historic pass rush. The Eagles' pass rush is historic. It's literally all-time pass rush. And you're going to – that's your game plan to block these guys? Kyle Shanahan, that's like, in my opinion, that's damn near a fireable offense. He got both of his quarterbacks hurt. Both of his quarterbacks hurt. This game was not a game because of Kyle Shanahan and his game plan being dog shit. And then on top of it, the undisciplined, undisciplined play made it that much worse. And then it snowballed. Because here's the deal. If Purdy doesn't get hurt, this is still a 10- to 15-point game or more. Just because, dude, you guys realize they gave up seven first downs because of penalties? Seven first downs to the Eagles because of penalties. What is that? That's coaching. That stuff right there, I, that takes me back to when the Raiders used to be the most penalized team in the league all the time or when the Ravens were when they had Ray Rice and those guys. It's like, hey, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're losing the game yourself. This all comes down to, Seth, no matter what you guys tell me, whoever it was that said that this game wasn't a game because of Purdy getting hurt, I mean, fine, I, but also I, everything, everything that happened after that was like all the mental mistakes and shit was just. It was a result. We don't have um, a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the, you because can tell the mental that mistakes, the, the mental mistakes were all on the defense. This, because well, they yeah, didn't have a quarterback. It, it, take, it takes game. a toll on the entire team. The defense knows that they probably have to pitch a shutout, probably have to make a couple turnovers to because even have a Because my chance. quarterback's out. I'm going to take two more haymakers at a ball after the whistle because my quarterback's out. I'm going to hit a guy two strides out of bounds because my quarterback's out. I'm going to throw a quarterback I'm not saying it's into right. my defensive player of the year's knee and almost take him out for the game. I'm not saying it's this right. Was it was very a- uncharacteristic. They weren't doing that shit all year. Correct. This was just, it happened. Right. Boom. Brock Purdy gets hurt and then all the hell right. breaks the fuck loose. Two things for you. Two things for you. They were doing this all year. Okay. So I actually, Owen, I thought that same thing. But then I, okay. I watched way too much stuff on this Niners defense today. And I went back and last game that they played against who so who they play last? Cowboys. I guess there was a bunch of stuff against the Cowboys. And then early in the year they hurt somebody in their division's quarterback. And it was all on a bunch of plays like this. And there was even whoever it was I was watching, they had breakdown after breakdown after breakdown. They literally compared them to defense that hurt far in the championship game. That's what they compared it to. Now I won't go that far. But it does – this is what I'll say. Everybody made this defense out to be so tough, you know, physically tough. I don't think they are. I think they're just overly aggressive, in my opinion. Because if you're so tough, you're not getting four rushing touchdowns. You're not getting a historic offensive – literally a historic offensive playoff game hung on you like this. The Eagles' it, defense is so much better. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I think this game – was the perfect storm for the Niners. I said it before, you know, the one thing about the Niners, the Eagles are the same way. They're both teams that 
play well and play their best when they're ahead. Niners haven't, Niners haven't taken a lot of punches this year. Obviously, they took a lot in this game, the biggest one without a quarterback, and they couldn't recover. They could not recover. Who's the best player on the Niners defense? There's Nick a few Bosa. Nick Bosa. Of course. Okay. How many how many sacks you got this, this playoffs? <laughs> I, I don't seven. know for sure. Because them, like Purdy, is overrated, in my opinion. And I'm not gonna lie, Kyle Shanahan's gotta do some serious. Anybody who plays the Eagles is overrated. No, 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 no. These guys are. These guys are. The the Eagles defense, the Eagles playoffs this year so far. The Giants, what they did to the Vikings showed the Vikings to truly be what they are and showed that Dable is that guy as a coach. He's really that good of a coach. Now, when it came to them playing the Eagles, they didn't have the horses. When you go up against a stacked team like the Eagles, you got to have somebody. And here's the deal. Saquon and the gang isn't, isn't it, right? And then that defense isn't it. Now, everybody was touting Brock Purdy to be like at least an ex-Jeff Garcia. I couldn't tell you like how many plays I have seen where he's kind of getting away with stuff because of his skill players that are surrounding him. Kittle's a great player. McCaffrey probably the most gifted receiving, the most gifted back in the league right now, right? But at the end of the day, I'm, you guys, you here's the deal. Shanahan looked like a liability. I mean, when you give up that many penalties, when you don't even block the best pass rusher, foolish. I mean, we we get it, Jeremy. We know that you love your Eagles, and the Eagles are the greatest team that's ever been hey, produced in the NFL. Yes. They are. So. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Not the greatest. The 17, they won the Super Bowl. So. Calm down now. Yeah. This, I, is, this I, one's better. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so I, I mean, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because uh, I think it was Chris Long was saying that this team's better than that 17 team. It probably is. Honestly, I would say yes, they are. It's a more complete team. Ta- talented for sure. Yes. Um okay. let me go. I want to go to the Eagles and I'll make this quick. Okay. So I think what even proves it more that Shanahan, and now obviously he's not the defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryan's is right. And thank God D'Amico Ryan's is getting hired by the Texans and we're keeping Jonathan Gannon because Gannon is looking like that guy as a coordinator, right? But it's very rare that you can come out of a game and go, God, we, we ran all over these guys, but only averaged three and a half yards a carry. <laughs> That's all we averaged. I mean, you had Gainwell had a couple, I think Gainwell's biggest run was like 17 yards, but he was only averaging three and a half. Sanders was just shy of four. Jalen Hurts was three and a half. Scott was three and a half. But guess what? We hung four touchdowns on them rushing. Okay. You know how many times that the, you know how many times the Niners get four rushing touchdowns this year, Seth? Help me out here. Probably none. I'm guessing none. One. One. NFC Championship. Okay. Now we'll go <laughs> We'll go to the next thing. Jalen, definitely his shoulder is still hurting. You could see it in how – Oh, I mean, and I've missed this so much. Seth is a closet Eagles oh. hater. I know he is. <laughs> he's a closet Eagles hater. No, but I think just... he's pretty open about it. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. But he, he keeps it a little bit more in a rep. So, Jalen, I don't did, – did you guys watch the full game for both games? Yeah. Uh, Jalen for the most part, yes. So Jalen missed AJ on a deep ball where he overthrew him. You could tell he was just compensating for the shoulder. And then there was another one, and now I think it was Ward. Now there's two Wards. It wasn't Jimmy Ward. It was the other one. Hell of a play on the ball to keep it from Quez. I mean, a hell of a play, which is to be expected because, I mean, 
the Niners defense is good. They got good players. But if you would have put it out there farther, Quez is fast enough to get it ran it down and probably burn the guy. But I mean, you could see it at times that Jalen's shoulder was just a little off still. Now the Devonta one to go against his body on the roll, a rolling out and hit him like that. That was a hell of a throw, right? But are you, Seth, I think you said it. You know, two weeks, Mahomes' ankle, Jalen's shoulder. It'll make the game a hell of a lot more interesting. If I if I'm just non-biased, being completely honest, and being a person that has had many of ankle sprains, I'm way more concerned about Mahomes' ankle. Like, you get one rolled up on you, especially here's the deal, especially with that pass rush that the Eagles have. If you get one rolled up on you, that changes the game pretty quickly. I mean, it really does. Now, Mahomes showed it last last game that the dude's got the arm where he can he can make the throw still. You know, just like some quirky the guy was falling and was parallel with the goddamn ground and threw the ball out to the, the running back and made a hell of a throw, but the guy dropped it. And then there was the one against the Bucs in the Super Bowl. Like, he, he's got the arm talent to do that, right? But what's the one thing that can negate arm talent? A pass rush. What's one thing that can negate a great quarterback is keeping the, the team off the field. How do you – the Patriots used to always do this. How do you beat Peyton Manning? You keep him off the field. How do you keep a guy off the field? You run the shit out of the ball. How do you run the shit out of the ball with the best offensive line in the game? Who did we just do it on? Quote unquote, the best defense in the game. We just ran all over them. The Chiefs. I wouldn't say you just said he ran for three and a half yards of carry. You just you just bludgeoned them with run after run after run, and you wore them down. Hey Seth, you know what matters more than three and a half yards of carry? Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. But I will say, I will. The one thing I think the Eagles will need to do better in the Super Bowl is they're going to have to be able to pass the ball more efficiently. Jalen Hurts only threw for 120 yards. Now, granted, they didn't need to. They obviously didn't need to pass the ball much. They controlled the game. They're healthy. Exactly, yeah, and and they ran the ball over. But they're going to need to throw the ball more because Mahomes is going to do what Mahomes does. The Eagles can win this game the same way they just won the NFC Championship. They can. Well, yeah, I guess if they take Mahomes out of the game, sure. (laughs) Not even like that. If you control the clock the way they did and you get turnovers and get to the quarterback the way they did, they'll win the game. It's as simple as that. Well, of course. And the of course. That's a good is, recipe for any team. Yeah, 100%. yeah. So the one, the other thing I'll say, you guys both made a comment on the last pod, or maybe it was the pod before that, about how no team, no team in the NFL has guys get down the field and make blocks better than the Niners. Sorry, boys. Owen, the super fan you are of the Eagles. I don't think you guys watch enough Philadelphia Eagles football. No, Niners are for sure the best. I know what you're going to say. Niners are definitely the best at it. But I understand the Eagles are very good at it as well. Niners. I want you guys to go back with me and watch the offensive line play getting down the field of the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, that's fair. That's a little different. And watch screen passes get thrown out to receivers and guys like Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal, get out and make blocks, Kenny Gainwell. I mean, these guys, I put them up against anybody as far as getting downfield and blocking. Sure. But my point is, what's going to win the game in the Super Bowl for the Eagles? Points. Uh, it's the gonna be the team that scores the most points. Which will be the Eagles. It's going to be getting <laughs> to the quarterback and protecting the quarterback. Uh, and, you know, I will say this is this will decide the game. Um May the better Kelsey win. Go Jason birds. Kelsey's a better Kelsey. Jason Kelsey's making an argument for being one of the best centers of all time. Uh, that right Travis right? Kelsey is also making an argument to be the best tight end of all time. 
You think he's better than Gronk? Uh, yeah, I do. 100%. Um, all right. That's the recap. That's the recap. No, that was uh, – I, 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 I could have kept going. I know you could have, but we're not going to. We're not going to. For the sake of Seth, my sanity and everybody else. Too, too much Eagles for a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I got, I, got, I got to do more Eagles in a week, so I can't wait. Um, what are you going to do when they win the Super Bowl? Are you going to take the whole summer off? I, I just might. Mock draft the Monday after. Yeah. Yes. Mock draft Monday, baby. Starting it. <laughs> don't don't need to do the Super Bowl. Okay. Time for a little trivia. Time for a little trivia to get us out of here. I have one question for you, boys. One question. And speaking of Travis Kelsey, thank Uh-oh. you, Jeremy, for that great transition. Maybe the best Kelsey there ever was. Maybe the best Kelsey there ever will be. That's Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Travis Kelsey had seven catches for 78 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. Passing this player for second most receiving yards in playoff history. I don't think Jason Kelsey can say that. Behind only the gold himself. Jay Rice. Of course. Travis okay. Kelsey once again on Sunday passed this player for second most receiving yards in playoff. Owen history. go first. Owen you go first because I'm behind only Jerry Rice. I'm pretty Who positive. Who did he pass on Sunday? Shoot. I I feel like I feel like I seen this and I don't remember at all. This is gonna be a complete shot in the dark. And I don't have any faith in my shot in the dark skills at the moment. Well, uh, take a shot. All I have is a, uh, uh, all I have are, are birds on my mind. Eagles. That's all I know. Eagles history, and that's about it. Hey, birds of a feather flock together, my guy. So it's an eagle. Is that what you're telling me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bee sting, huh? Playoffs total. What was the number? Second, you know, second to Jerry Rice. Second. Uh, Jerry, I think hold on. Like, I'm trying to find it. He uh, Jerry's got like 6,700 yards, and I think this person's got like 45 or something like that. In the postseason? No, I got it right here. Close. Is it more? Not quite. No, no, it's way less. Jerry Rice had 2,200 yards in the postseason. Oh, my bad. I'm way over. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm still pretty positive um, who I got. Travis Kelsey now has about 1,500 this player. Who was now? Who is now third? Was second? Has fourteen hundred yards, fourteen forty-two to be exact. Hmm. Oh, and I'll give you a hint: they no longer play. Thank you. Go a couple ways. I feel like I'm just going to pick a great, and I just don't. Nothing else is jumping out to me as a slam dunk. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, uh, the father. Of next year's first receiver selected in the draft, give me Mr. Marvin Harrison as my first guess. Hell of a guess, Owen. Probably my only. Owen, guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another hint, Owen. This person was better in the playoffs than they were in the regular season. Tell me, Seth. Tell me. Tell me where Marvin Harrison lies on that list. Do you have it? Uh, I hold on. I'm gonna have to do some digging there. Well, I, don't I have think the... I'm yes. all over my next pick. It sounds like Owen. Jeremy has the answer. 
It does. I know I have the answer. Owen, think of somebody that was better. They made bigger plays in the playoffs than they did in the regular season. So believe it or not, Owen, Marvin Harrison only has 883 receiving yards in the postseason. So probably around that 10 mark. That's sick, Seth. That's really sick of you to say. Spit out, spit out another guess, Owen. Because I know I got it. <laughs> just just better in the playoffs. He was oh. he was he was an all-time great in the playoffs. During the regular season, he was like probably never even an all-pro player. No, that's never I mean, even made the Pro Bowl. Never even made the I don't Pro know Bowl. If, Owen, I don't know if he ever had a thousand receiving yards in a season. Did it three he times? Three. He did it three times. That's surprising. That actually yeah, surprised he, me. He spaced it out, but he did it three times. I figured he would have flirted with it a few times, but I didn't, I didn't figure he'd done it. But Well, I guess my next guess would be uh, Julian Edelman. There it is. There it is. There it is. Bonus question. Bonus question. Who was Travis Kelsey tied with for third on the list before passing Julian Edelman? Robert Gronkowski. There it is. Robert Gronkowski. I think Gronk would have been my next pick, so that makes sense. I yep. think Gronk has still got the most for touchdowns, or the second most for touchdowns, or something like that. Uh that one I don't know. Don't know um, that one. What you got What you had to think with that one is just the amount of volume of play, games they played. And, and yeah, exactly. Like deep. I mean, teams. Jerry Rice is the only person that's probably played more than those two in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Because he Jer- went for like twenty years straight. <laughs> Uh, Gronk and Kelsey are tied. For, this is what I've seen, and I didn't think Gronk had more yards, than, or I didn't think Gronk had that many yards, but it does make sense. Gronk and Kelsey are tied for second all-time career playing playoff touchdowns with 15. Jerry Rice has 22. Jerry Rice has 22 playoff touchdowns. Second place is 15. Career. Are you asking who it is? No, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Jay Rice was Jay Rice is just a different animal. Different animal. I think I think actually that was a question you asked me a couple weeks ago, Seth. Did and I? The answer the answer was um Rob Gronkowski and John Stallworth. John oh Stallworth yeah, you're right. Actually, I did ask 12 I did. career playoff touchdowns. I did ask you that question uh, a few weeks back. Good memory, Owen. Good memory. Thank you. That's why we have you. You bet. All right. That is the pod. Real quick on Thursday. Thursday is official award show for the going along on first podcast. And the we pod will... is never right or never wrong. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. All right, Jeremy. We will Dang, unveil wrong one time. Only one time I had it wrong. Never, so. never, never has the pod been wrong and never will it be wrong. On Thursday, we will do our awards MVP, defensive player of the year, offensive player. Offensive rookie, defensive rookie, coach of the year, comeback player of the year. And we can throw assistant in there as well, since it's it's been flirted with. Uh, Jeremy will obviously do a clean sweep of the Eagles. He'll find a way to get every player in there, of course. He, he, he did it. I told you. I told you. Uh, I this is what I want. Out. This is for what I want from you three, or you two. All three of us. Top three. I want to do top three. So kind of like the AP did it. So do your top three at each. Owen will do his his uh his algorithm that he does. 
Yes. Super, um, super complicated algorithm. And yes. He will then unveil as we go through on Thursday. Yeah, I'll, I'll crunch the numbers. Crunch the time. numbers first. Yes. And then uh, maybe we'll talk a little Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl competitions start on Thursday. I don't remember what is the first one on Thursday, but quick trivia for you guys: How many Eagles are in the Pro Bowl? Uh, None, because they're in the Super Bowl. Thanks, Jeremy. (laughs) There it is, Seth. It's so much sweeter when you say it. Oh, I know, I know. Um, so yeah, that's how that's how Thursday will work, and then next week obviously is Super Bowl week, and we will bring back our lines and our prop bets. Owen will lay them out for all of us. Cannot you wait. Betcha. Uh, and we're not going to talk about Jeremy's record in the postseason because it doesn't matter. Killing it, isn't it? Aren't I? Killing it. Am I uh, undefeated? As 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 about as good as I'm killing it too. Jer- Seth, I know you went clean. You know all zeros last week. So, so Seth repeated his all zeros performance this week. Just to uh, give a quick lowdown, uh, Jeremy and I split. We we disagreed on both games and we each got one right. Uh, Jeremy's playoff record currently sits at seven and five. I went to four and eight, and Seth at two and ten. You know what? I still have a chance next week with all these prop bets that we'll do. I still have a chance. This is like Family Feud style. I'll just rack up all the points in the end. Yes, we'll have plenty. We'll plenty for you to choose from. To right the ship, Seth. Get a winning record. All right. Well, until next time, until later. As Jamie, of course, walked away. So we'll get his adios in. Adios. Adios.